Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And this is this show's all about talking and money. We want to talk with you about your money and try to help you manage it better. We don't always get it right. We just hope to get it right. And our phone number is now working. It's 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I fixed it. Did you say we try to get it? This is the new contrite Don McDonald, the I get along with everybody Don McDonald. Absolutely. I was exhorated by, I'm going, I'm taking a new path. I'm zigging instead of zagging. All right. This is a big day for you. I, I don't know. I is apparently this last the entire week or is this going to be one of those half I, a Saturday things? I apparently don't know as much as St. Tom. <laughs> St. Tom. You know, I hear that a lot. And uh, I hear that a lot. Around, as you well know, in my life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. People they. I just that. wanted to check. Yes, you were called the savior. So St. Tom, right. thank you. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, and, and call us 855-935-TALK because we want to talk to you about money like we talk to people all the time, Tom. I mean, we're always talking to somebody about money because yeah. we talk about money. I know. You know, and it, 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 on a personal level, it drives my family nuts a little bit because oftentimes when I do engage in discussions with strangers, <laughs> yeah, money does come up. And my wife just goes, oh, come on. Not really? again. And so, and I had the unmitigated joy this week of closing on my car deal, the much discussed car deal that's taken for like, what, two and a half years or something. The Rivian that turned into a Toyota. I, I don't want to, I shouldn't say that about my personal relationship, but something else comes along along that I, I think I spent less time working on. But at any rate, um, yeah, it was a Rivian. It was going to be close to $80,000. I, I just couldn't spend it. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do it. Plus, they basically never told me when I could get it. They're happy to get the money, but they they could never figure out when they could actually deliver the car. That was one couple problems. And then if you need it fixed, et cetera. So I finally ended up, Don, and you know this, I got the uh, what the Rob 4 Prime from Toyota, right? This yeah, I don't think it's pronounced hybrid. Rob. I think it's Rav. Rav, Rav, okay. Rav. Okay. So it shows you how hip I am on all this stuff. So uh, <laughs> Well, you've never been to a rave. So how point. would you know Rav? And that is not going to happen anytime soon. So um, got the car. Not even that took, I think, about three months. They they didn't have very many of them, blah, blah, blah. So yesterday was the fun day to go down there and meet with the the dreaded oh, no. finance person. No, not now, the finance manager. I thought oh. I, was, I wasn't going to have to deal with this because it's a cash deal, right? I'm just going to walk in, give them the money and say, where are the keys? Oh, no, 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 no. Because oh. the cash deal is the least profitable deal they exactly. do. I even asked him, you know, if I was borrowing money, this is how this all came about. But anyway, so wrote the check. He went through the 21, 21 warranties they want to sell you into. Now, here's a little piece of friendly consumer advice. I think I'm right about this. You're right. Don't take any of the warranties. You're right. 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 You're totally right. And Clark Howard would be patting you on the back for saying Uh that. I love hearing that. I admire Clark. But at any rate, so while we were there doing all this, the guy said, the, the finance manager said, well, instead of writing us a check for this, why don't you borrow the money to buy the car? And I said, well, at what rate? <laughs> well, maybe six. And he said, put the five in CDs that are paying 5%. Now, this is a guy who's in his 30s, I think. I said, well, okay. Well, wait. I'm not a big what? CD You would guy. be losing money anyway. Well, there's that. But then I also, because he was saying, yeah, I really like CDs and blah, blah. I said, wait, you're like 35. 
You should not be liking CDs unless it's a small part of your overall portfolio. You should own stocks and bonds. Then he said the key thing. Not with everything going on with the stock market. The uncertainty, that's the word he used. I don't like the uncertainty of what's going on. And I said, wait, mm-hmm. there's always uncertainty. That's why you've made more in stocks. He totally did not get that. This is the finance. And I'm not picking on him. Well, no, but you I should a little. You but, should a little because. But it's an interesting but, conversation. Well, because yeah, because. He doesn't know. Because, well, the, 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 it sounds a lot like a call to our show. It does. Yeah. You know, Tom, when Don, we got calls, I don't, you I don't, those days? I remember those days. Yeah. When people yeah, used to call us, yeah. Tom, Don, you know, I'm just not comfortable being in the stock market right, right now. So what do you think of me buying a 13 month CD and waiting and seeing if it gets better? Yeah. What gets better? What is going to get better? Think about that for a minute. What you're saying is that you're uncomfortable today. But you might do something when you feel more comfortable. Well, what is going to make you feel more comfortable? Oh, a market that's gone up for a long time. Wait a minute. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Okay, we have both tested 855 855- Nine three five eight two five five. We've both tested it. It works now. For some reason, the number to which we were forwarding before isn't working right. Something's we fixed it. You can call now for the rest of the hour. We would love to have a money conversation with you, like we do with people we bump into. And I had one of mine today. Yeah, I had my very own with a uh, a neighbor, a good good friend. He's a friend and a neighbor. We've lived in this town for twenty. Six years. Wow. Uh, known him for that long. Great guy. Bright guy. I mean, he was uh, a comptroller for a big bottling company, major bottling company. His wife was the VP of finance for a giant restaurant company. I mean, these guys are smart with money, but not with investing. Yeah. There's a difference there. There's wow. a huge difference. Uh, for some reason, we got into a, a conversation about CD ladders, and then he came. He asked me about bond funds and why the income they're paying out is less than the stated yield, um, which really has a lot to do with the fact that they buy bonds at a discount, and then as they mature, that is money you're making in lieu of straight income, interest income. It's more of a capital gain then. Yeah, that way. but it, could, it it goes into your your return. So CD, CD ladders is not in the NFL. I don't think anymore. Right? No, he he, he had to retire. Wow. 
Okay. Uh, nice. Because he stumbled all over himself. It fell, could, fell, fell off. Place. Yeah. <laughs> Got a concussion. Um, anyway, we were talking and talked to a little bit about, start talking about his portfolio. And because he said, oh, I have that Wellesley fund. And he was very confused about the Wellesley Fund. And I said, around for a he, long said time. he said he was getting a lot of capital gains distributions. And I said, that's because it's an actively managed fund. They sell and buy and sell and buy. And he goes, well, they must be winning more than they're losing because I get all these capital gains distributions. I said, OK, here's what you, let's let me simplify life for you, because he was going through all this stuff that he had. And it was way too much stuff. He has a Vanguard 500 index fund. You know, he's got all these different things Got a little bit of international. Little, little teeny yeah. tiny bit of international. And I said, let's make life easier for you. I said, first, you if you're if you're opposed to capital gains, go and get ETFs for the stock portion of your portfolio. And I laid out a, a, an example. I said, let's assume you're 60 40. He goes, yep, that's about where I am. I said, okay, you're 60 40. Then you put the 60% that you're going to put in stocks in your taxable accounts and you put it in like vt and then um a, an international fund to i said v, vti yeah. not vti um uh, sorry i can't remember what the other ticker symbol was well, i said vti isn't that international i think no i think that's u.s that i know it makes no sense but it's u.s uh, i said you want a little bit more international to bring you to 50 50 so that you have 50 percent u.s 50 percent international and he goes why would I want it more international? I said to diversify your portfolio. But the international markets have done bad are, are doing are doing badly. Why would I want to be in them? I said because they have done badly. You want to be in them. And he goes, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I want to buy things that are down? I said, okay, listen, we're talking past tense. They have been down. Ah. But if they've his his logic was, but if they have been down, aren't they likely to continue being down? Actually, it's quite the opposite. Well, I mean, there is a, such a thing as momentum, and I think he's there getting is, that confused for a period of time. Yeah, yeah. And so I I think I finally kind of cracked his I know it all shell, which a lot of people have. Oh, come on. I know all about this. I watch CNBC. I'm a I'm a CPA. I'm a whatever. I know all about money. I could manage my own money. No, you can't because you don't get it. And I'm not saying you're stupid. Please do not put words in my mouth. I am not saying you're stupid or an idiot. I'm just saying you don't get it. Slightly uninformed. Slightly um. uninformed. See, that's why he gets sainthood. And, you're the, and I get damned to purgatory at the yeah. best. Yeah. Okay. But there, let's pull that apart a little bit. Number one, I, I think there's a guy, I think his name starts with Warren, who's made a lot of money buying things that were out of favor, right? Oh, wait. Yeah. Didn't he run used down? to run those uh, those restaurants where it was kind of all you could eat? You just went up to the counter buffet. and picked things Warren up? Buff no, Warren Buffett. That's Buffett. Oh, I, I'm thinking okay. buffet. Got me warmed up for lunch there. Uh, okay. So that's number one. Number two, in a general sense. In a general sense, things regress to the mean, right? They kind of – so if they've been great, sometimes they move back the other direction. If they've been lousy, they move – in a general sense. You're right. There's there's all kinds of reasons. There's all kinds of academic work that says momentum works in periods of time. But over the long haul, you're still going to – would be better to buy the things that haven't done as well as the others in the long haul. Right? But the problem is he's still – and also he's very much under the mis – 
conception that an, a smart person, because he's a smart person, and it, mm-hmm. this is part of the reason, he's uh, he's he believes still because he's a smart person and he knows more than most people about money and and finance that there are people on Wall Street who are smart people who are better able to manage his money than he is. And the fact of the matter is that is a semi-delusion. Well, I was going to give you a number here because it was just in this article we did recently about international investing. And it's horrible, the amount of people that beat the index. Let's see. It's uh, let's very see. low. Yeah. Uh, in 2022, 68% of international stock funds at 70% and 76% of emerging market funds failed to beat their, beat their index. So. Seven out of 10. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Right. So seven out of 10 couldn't do it. That yep. means that in a given year that three out of 10 do it. Right. But the fact of the matter is they don't show the, – the, these are one year. When you look at the longer-term studies from SPIVA and the like, you oh. find that the longer the term is, the fewer people beat the indexes because you can have an aberrantly good year. Sure. And we want to attribute that aberration – to skill because we're human beings and we like to think we're in more control than we are. Boy, is that true? I, I just uh, I just read a great piece in one of the major magazines. It could be Atlantic, could be New Yorker. Uh, a, a, a very well known scientist who's done studies on free will, and his he's now uh, based on his studies starting to say that everything we do is programmed into our DNA. In some way or another, that we have little or no free will. Wait, now wait a minute. My our great, behavior. Great grandfather never went on a to a drive through every week the way I do. No, but I your great 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 grandfather was always looking for the the quickest way to a meal. That's probably true. <laughs> you know, uh, honey, don't worry. I'll just eat that potato raw. Don't bother right cooking it. I'm just hungry. Done. Yeah, good. Fast food. Fast food. Put a little salt on it. Put a little salt on it. That's a mean meal. That is a major misconception. Again, it's a human uh, foible. It, it, it is a foible. It re- literally is because you think there's somebody smarter. You think there's a guru. You think there's somebody who's going to tell you enough about the future that's going or, as you say, pick the stocks that you'll be in that will make more money. We can't find that person. I'm sorry to say we're looking for him. What? Love to find him. Never find him. Never find him. And again, if you believe in research and science and facts you can't help but know no you because it's this is one of the simplest facts that it, on the planet you you must know unless you're in a tiny little group of people who still think the earth is flat that there's no one who can accurately and consistently predict the future people can predict by guessing and occasionally be right but they can't do it over and over again with a high degree of accuracy because even though we have may have no free will the future of the group is unknowable 855-935-TALK the phone is working Tom and Don are talking real money for your real life and real future Tom and Don are talking real money because there's a need, a desperate need for all of us to be better educated about money. Because if you finally get it through your thick head that there's no trick, there's no gimmicks, 
There are no gadgets. There are no gizmos. There are no gurus. There, there just aren't a whole lot of G words left that I can use for this purpose. Uh, there are no Godzillas. There are no gargantuans. There are no goblins. Any more G words that nobody, no G word can predict the future. None of them. What about Sasquatch? That's an S you word, sir. Them. That's an S word. I know, but you did. They, I was trying to go for the. Thing. I was going for the alliteration of G Where words. Are you on the Sasquatch thing. Oh, just ask a question. Okay. Jeez. Right. Letting it go. Uh, this comes Sasquatch. from Tanner. He lives in, in the Northwest. Lincoln, Nebraska. Says, uh, 35, my wife and I are both teachers. We have our Roth IRAs in VRB, 60%, and VT, 40%. VRB is the uh, Vanguard small cap, and uh, VT, VT is, is the, the Vanguard total, total yeah. market. Yeah, Okay, that's good. I've always had an interest in real estate investment, lacked the cash to get into in the time associated with being a landlord. My question is this. Is real estate investing, single-family homes, and being a landlord a route that you would suggest, or does pouring more money into my investments make more sense, given my concerns? Being a landlord at <laughs> a time associated with investments, I've always thought of it as a way to stay busy and a way to make money after teaching. Thanks for your information. But but you just answered your question. You don't want to be a landlord. You don't want to be invest. a landlord. And if you don't want to be a landlord, then that reduces your profits by whatever you're going to pay a manager, okay? And then the other thing we forget about single-family housing, we all forget this because we don't really factor it into our mental math when we own a house. That is all of the ancillary costs, uh-huh. the air conditioner going out, the furnace going out, the hot water heater, the roof leaking, the paint peeling the sidewalk crumbling the the window being cracked all of these things we don't fa- we don't factor those into our mental math when we're saying okay i buy a house for half a million dollars i sell it in 5 years for a million dollars if you're that lucky uh, and i made i doubled my money no you didn't and then, oh and then there's the other thing where you go well i only put 50,000 in and i made 50,000 500,000 dollars so i made 10 times my money yeah, but if the price had gone down, you would have almost instantly lost all of your money. Yeah, higher risk, too, because you're invested in one property and you're invested in one place. Opportunity cost, because that same money could have been invested in, in as you said, Tanner, in a diversified portfolio, which I think you've got a pretty good one there between those two exchange-traded funds. Um, and you're exactly right, Don. I mean, this is something you want to do as a business yeah, I'm all about it. Sure, why not? Because some businesses end up great. Some don't end up great. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but you could do, I mean, if you went into it with your eyes wide open and said, this is going to be business, going to be hard work, I got to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to try to eke out a little bit of profit, then yes. But if you think it's going to be easy, no way. If you think this is some easy thing to make money at. I, I don't know of a business that's easy. I literally don't. I no, know a lot I, of businesses. I don't know. I have, I have too. Business is not easy, but real estate is real work. Um, you're better off, if you want to be in real estate, you are better off letting the professionals identify and manage your real estate in a diversified fashion because one property in one market can do horribly. Ask people who owned homes in Phoenix in 2008. 
ask people live in the Midwest for the last 25 or the last. Yeah, the Midwest is a is a yeah. perfect example of a, a flat market. And they're the flat ones that flat market. They change the 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 economics of the whole thing. You, yeah. you, you can say, oh, well, you know, par- property in Seattle has always gone up. Or property in Florida has always, actually it hasn't. It property hasn't in here. Washington. 2009, 2010, 2011, it wasn't going up. It was going down. I and it was going right to, the, the, the farther they rise, the farther they have to fall. Um, so I, I think it's a very big gamble and it is a hard job. So, no, I would I would vote against it and just keep investing because what you have is a very diversified portfolio. And if you want some real estate, put 5% in the Vanguard real estate ETF. Just put a little in there. And uh, if you have a question like that one, but you'd like to speak it to us, well, call us. 855-935-TALK. We know the line is working because we have a caller on hold for when we come back in just a few minutes. So I know this is the most exciting part of today's show. We have a caller. This is our first show ever with a caller, so make it two. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Oh, the day is so much better here on Talking Real Money because somebody called us at 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. Shirley, thanks. You've choked us all up. Thanks for calling. Yes, I have a question. I don't know if you can answer it, but I hope you can. I want to know what the formula is for withdrawing an RMD from an IRA. Do you, can you help me with oh, that? Oh, sure. Okay, Tom, here's the question for you. You ready? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let St. Tom answer this. Uh, what is the formula for taking RMDs from an IRA? That's right. Well, the formula is the Internal Revenue Service would like to see most of that money be taken out of the account <laughs> That's prior the, to your death. That's not the, the formula. Well, I, okay, I'm the one more specific that, is the I first year at age 73, it's about three and a half. Hold, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Shirley. Hold yeah. on just a sec. Okay. Okay. No, go ahead, yes. Tom. Okay. I, I I was I didn't know who you were telling to hold up. I had two people. It's, oh, okay. It starts at about, as I say, about three and a half percent of the total portfolio amount. And it goes up for a time. I think it kind of goes down a little bit later and then goes back up. I mean the idea here is that they, they, they look at your life and say you're expected to live twenty years and we want well, you to take out most of the money. Okay. If you only take out the required minimum distribution, you probably will not drain the account at the time of your death, generally. Yeah, because they do go out for quite a long time. But yeah. go go ahead, Shirley. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm ninety six and I've been drawing on this cyber for a long time. I still have a fair amount left. And there's a gentleman who's working for me, but he gave me a figure that I just don't agree with, and I wanted well, to see if I could figure what, it out myself. Uh, ma'am, what is your age again? 96. 96. So you have to have your portfolio, the, the goal is to have it drained in 8.9 years. <laughs> so you still have until 105 or so. Wow. I don't know how long I'm going to be around, but 
Well, Fortunately, I'm I think, healthy, and I'm going to be here for a while, I'm sure. So it sounds to me like you're going to need to take a little less than one-eighth of what is left in that as your distribution this year. One-eighth? About one-eighth, yes, ma'am. Okay, well, maybe that'll help me figure this out. Yeah. I still uh, have... Uh, a little less than 300000 in that IRA. One time it was quite large, but as you know, when you live as long as I have, it kind of dwindles. Yeah, absolutely. But, I want to, oh, it, yeah, you, it's, it's an eight, I keep finding the same number. It's the 8.9 year, every, every place I look. Um, so congratulations on hanging around that long and, and hang around long enough to have to pay the whole thing off. Take the whole thing out. I'm afraid that just might happen. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll be impressed because you sound like you're uh, a lot younger than 96. I still live alone. I still drive. Anyway, I'm still independent. So that's the important thing. for you. I am very impressed. Good luck. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you. All right. You take care. 855-935-8255. Give us a call, and uh, we'll try and help you deal with this stuff. Yeah, the the table is a little funky. Um, well, again, it doesn't it doesn't go straight up. No, straight it's not sideways. a straight it line. Yeah, no, it's a bit odd. Um, but you're, the place that holds your money, your custodian every year will tell you, here's how much you have to take out. That's their responsibility Absolutely. to do that. So that kind of cleans it up generally. Yeah. And, and my, my rough guess is you're just a little under one eighth of what is left there about, which uh, is what, uh, is that like 12% and uh, uh, maybe 13% one eighth, something like yeah, that. It's about, so. about, yeah. About 11%. Yeah. Because she's so, going to be a little no, below that's that. only 88. Anyway, uh, so it's more than 10%. So <laughs> take, take it out. Do Don't the, mess with it because do the penalties the are pretty severe. So, but Yeah, and again, your custodian is going to tell you exactly how much to take yeah. out. They have it in their computer yeah. way too early to do. I mean, way too easy to do. Why did I say early? Yeah. But if she hasn't taken one out for this tax year, then she needs to get on it because here we are. We're headed in the middle of uh, November. Yeah. I don't like to wait after the 1st of December. It just makes me nervous that you're going to miss the deadline. And, you know, so some people I want to get every inch of the stock market gain. Eh, I would I wouldn't mess around because something goes wrong. You don't get it out of there and then you pay a big penalty. So, yeah, yeah, but you tend to be nervous anyway. <laughs> well, I'm your partner. I, I know. Because, anyway, so <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you're so much better than the rest of us. Well, it's not easy. Goes standard. without it's not saying. An easy thing. That's, yeah. You know, there's a standard there that you got to live up to. So, so give us a call eight five five nine three five talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five. The good news is, though, if if you haven't been paying attention, I mean, it used to be you had to start taking all that out at seventy. Yeah, seventy and a half. I think it was. Yeah, seventy and a half. Yeah. And uh, and and taking it out at seventy three three. Yep. It's your period is a 26 and a half year period, which is crazy. How many people live to, you know, a hundred? Not very many. Yeah, that makes it 99.5. And the longer you live, the longer you have. So as you get even older, the years, it's not a straight line. It's very, very strange because if you did the math from 73 to their 26.5 years is 99 and a half years. 
but you can get to 99 and they still give you seven years to take it out. That seems crazy. What is it the first year? Did I have it right? Isn't it like three and a half percent or something? Well, yeah, 26.5 years, that would be uh, about three and a half. Yeah, right at about three and a half. Yeah, so, okay. That's a number. But again, most people don't have to deal with this because the place that holds their IRA will tell them you've got to take this much by this date. And you only have till the end of the year to take this year's required minimum distributions. And if you make it to 120? God's sake. You still have two years to take the last few dollars out. Giving you two more, uh, giving you like two bonus years. If you're 120, call us. We've if got you're 122, you. it has to be all out. That's it. You Time's have to, up. at 122, you I'd must. Be then. I'd be like, I didn't want to take all that out. I could have used it in my later years. Come on, man. It, it so. is a very, it, like everything that comes from the Internal Revenue Service, it is very strange. The rules are all very strange. I don't know why they have to be so strange and complicated because the one question, the one type of question Tom and I both hate most, hate most, is a, waiting for Tom to answer. I don't know. Tax I, question. Oh, no, tax question. Oh, the well, Social Security, probably, because there's so many caveats and right. emptors and everything. Caveats and emptors? I know. I, that didn't come out right, but you get the idea. It's, it's a mess, right? Like yeah. this show. It just, it's just This, just this is, hey, so, hey, we do this live. I know. Almost every week of the year. I know. And they can't all be gems. But you can call us and make it make it glow a little brighter at 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things, a bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. What time is it? It's talking real money time, finally, at 855-935-TALK. Scott, welcome to our little get-together. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I guess uh, I got the tail end of the conversation about real estate, and uh, um, I guess I what I heard was, you know, real estate, it's not for everyone. And, and I, I mean, I know it's not for everyone, but for me, in my, in my example, I guess I would not be where I'm at without real estate. And, and so I, I guess going into it, if you're a worker and you know that it's going to be work and you know, rental properties are work, whether you develop it or you, 
you know, you, you have a stomach, I should say, for tenants and, you know, tenant turnover. Uh, it's it can be a great vehicle for uh, for but, getting wealth. So but that's what we were saying, yeah. though, if as a business. Oh, for example, I would not be where I am today if I hadn't started this business with Tom 12 years ago. 15. Okay. I got you. 15. Was yeah, it 15 yeah. years okay. ago? Actually, 14. 14. 14 years ago. So you see, be, so we, instead of going into real estate, where everybody, where the, everybody's in real estate, I mean, all you have to do is look at podcasts about investing, and half of them are about investing in real estate. Um, so some people yeah. succeed just like some people succeed in the financial services business and others fail. We don't mind people getting into real estate as long as they go in knowing it is a business that it's the the work is hard the risks are high you could fail i've seen plenty do yeah. it i had a dear dear friend who was a general in the army bright man invested in real estate like crazy in 2006 and 2008 probably owned 30 properties that he was managing heavily leveraged what happened to him in 2008 Lost everything. Yeah, I know. Lost everything. Was he, oh was he investing yeah. in a Ukrainian real estate, the general? No, no that was American. This was pre-Ukraine, oh. Tom. Oh, okay. Pre-Ukraine. So, know. you know, we, we're not saying real estate is bad. As a matter of fact, yeah. we say invest in real estate. Even if you don't want to run a business, you should have some of your portfolio in real estate. We're just saying single-family properties. It, it's a very competitive business, like any other good business. And it is... Um, it can be for the right people who are willing to work their tails off and are very smart about it and strategic. It can be very lucrative. We're not denying that. I just don't think it's a good place for all investors to go, nor does Tom. Okay, and I guess I missed that part of the conversation. My, my apologies. Because I, yeah. I caught the conversation a little bit late. But uh, Yeah, yeah. The, the, I, the fact of the matter is, Scott, it... If yeah. you can afford, if you can, if you can afford to lose, and you're willing to work hard, that's the the nature of just business. Then you can make money in 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 anything. Yeah. yeah can I add sure. something here? Yeah. Let Tom go ahead, Tom. You know, I mean, here's the thing that I hear most often from people that want to do this. I'm getting into it for passive income. <laughs> Again, I real estate management, not passive income. Business, mostly not passive. Yeah. I mean, unless you you know somebody hires you as the New director of uh, Disney, and well, even there, short can be short term because the old guy can come back. But it's just it's not it's not simple. It's not something you just pick up. I'll do this occasionally on Sunday afternoons and get a lot of passive income. That's where I worry. Part three, frankly, is still this notion that real estate makes more than stocks and bonds. It has not over the long haul. Residential real estate certainly is not. Some commercial real estate has. But residential has not. So that, that's my worry is it just it feels like it's one of those easy things. I put some money in. A lot's coming out. Don makes a very good point. There's an aspect of luck to it. There's certainly an aspect of very hard work to it. And there's probably uh, just got to be smart about like anything in business because it can go wrong and you got to know what to do when it does. That's all we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I totally agree with those comments. I was buying real estate, doing foreclosures you know, non-judicial for cultures when it wasn't cool, like the TV shows or whatever back in 1990. So, you know, uh, but, and you're, 
But going in, you know that you're going to flip it or you're going to be a long-term rental. And I manage all my properties and, and I treat it, you know, absolutely like a business and, and, you know, try to keep my number one biggest expense as low as I can, which is tenant turnover and, and keep nice properties. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway. But, and like any business, yeah. I mean, we, you know, it, and there's, there's leverage in real estate uh, and that, that leverage, uh, increases your potential returns, adds risk. You know that as a business person. Any business person who has to borrow money knows that that can improve their bottom line. That can grow their business like crazy unless things don't work out and then it kills you quickly. So you yep, get that. Absolutely. I just don't want to yeah. lure. I, I hate the. I hate all the podcasts and the shows that try to lure people into this, as Tom said, like it's some really easy way to make a living, Scott. And thank you. Yeah, I totally agree. 100%. Okay. Because it's not, it's work. We're still looking for <laughs> the easy way, right? I mean, we're like in our yeah, mid 60s exactly. and we're still the easy sure. passive <laughs> income thing. Yeah, Scott, uh, yeah. you make a good point, and uh, we appreciate the call. We're glad you listen, and we wish you well in uh, your business. All right, sir. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Okay. 855 935 Talk. Got a couple minutes left if you want to sneak in, but uh, we really want it to be very clear that there's a distinction between things in money and the three things that get talked about a lot there there really are three ways to make money that aren't my three ways but in it, it in in you can invest your money you can gamble with your money or you can work to get your money Am I right? I mean, I'm not, unless, you know, my three things are you can, you can lucky, lucky and, and steal it or, yeah, right. yeah, lucky yeah. or steal it. But when it comes to what we consider to be investing, what most people think, I'm going to invest my money in something yep. for the future. You can invest it in the economy of the world and bonds that'll pay you interest, or you can, you can invest it at the casino, which yes, most of us would probably not call investing. Or you can invest your money and your time in a business. I'm missing something. And, and, but even then, it that there's as you just said, there's a risk. There's a gamble. People hear about the business successes, not so much about the people that it didn't work out for. And then trust me, there's a lot of them. I've known them. I've had businesses Wait, that didn't work. I was going to say we've easy. we've been them. Yeah. So it's again, I, that's I, I, I agree with you 100 percent that people just think, well, I, all I do is put this out. It works. There isn't that formula that exists that easily. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I mean, and Scott was successful at his business, but he's been doing it since the 90s. I think it's awesome. Yeah, sure. I mean, get, get this number. This is from the from uh, from uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. In the first 10 years of a business in the, it, during a 10-year period, 65% of businesses fail. There you go. Only 25% of businesses make it to 15 years. So One, one out of four makes it that far. One That's out of four it. makes it yeah. to 15 right. years. And, and I, I guarantee you, not told a lot. every one of those one out of four those those people who built it were busting their tail. I will say that about the two of us, that really one of the challenges we're going to have for retirement is we've done nothing but really be focused on our business 
since 2009 in many ways, working basically every day, dealing with things every day. Hard going to be hard to let that go in some ways. Well, particularly when yeah. one of those people has hurt his back and probably won't be able to ref as much as he'd like. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Mm. Uh-huh. I mean, I might not, I, I can't I can't keep my ref job is what you're saying. Man, so I'm okay. telling you to coach, dude. Okay. Have you ever seen a coach run up? At, well, okay, with a few yeah, crazy true. exceptions, yeah. coaches kind of stand in one place and yell at people. You can do it. Eight, I'm oh, that. wait, we'll be right back. Don't call us. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. To trying anyway to help you here on the show and on the podcast, where we take a lot of your questions. Uh, We also try and help you in other ways because we realize, and we have realized since the beginning, that answering some of your questions in this brief amount of time we have is really difficult, if not impossible. And there are times when you need somebody to really just look at your portfolio and go, no, no, yes, 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 and here's why. Or you need somebody to say, "Uh, guys, you're not getting you're not going to get where you want to go if you keep doing this same old thing uh you kind of need somebody to look at things for a few minutes and that's why starting back in 2009 i didn't realize we'd done it that long we decided to start helping everybody who asked period and we didn't want it that's why we didn't call it a free consultation because it's not that it's real help without a sales pitch and without a cost so just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and hit on the uh, the Meet an Advisor button, TalkingRealMoney.com. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. I think I need a nap.